Hey everybody, Max Kevin here. It's Little Kitty Podcast. It's not too long. Oh, once again, joined by Zoro the Fat Tubby Fat Boy. 3.5 Fat Boy, sitting on my lap, sleeping like a little fat boy. You know, it's it's uh, it's winter season over here, you know. It's December, you know. So it's a little chilly willy over here, you know. So Zoro, he uh, he doesn't like being cold. You know, he's like, oh God, what is this? I don't understand weather patterns. I don't understand why it's so cold right now. You know, so he, uh, he of course, he, wants, he really wants to lay on me, you know. Because I'm a little... I'm a little warm body, you know, we got, a, we got a cute little sweater on him. We put a cute little sweater on him so he can stay warm, but it's not enough. He doesn't like being cold. He doesn't like being alone. He wants to be held all day, kind of like me. I don't like being cold or alone. just want someone to hold me next to the fireplace at night. Oh, God, I'm so lonely. You know, anyway, uh, oh, where to begin? Oh, where to start? We got a lot of... A lot of a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous recently. Uh, I guess we'll just start with the UFC fight yesterday. Of course, I uh, went uh, one for four on my bets, which is fucking bullshit, dude. God, I don't, I don't understand what's wrong with me. Last six months, I don't think I've... I, I've only had like one one winning UFC in the, la- in the last six months. That's like... Oh, God, I'm losing. I'm losing all my gains. You know, I was up 200%. And now I'm only up 100%. I've lost 100... I've lost... So I started with 200 bucks, got it up to 600 bucks, and now I'm down to 400 bucks. Oh, oh God. Oh, what's happening? This last six months just been, oh, no. I guess I'm losing, I'm losing my mojo. I'm losing my UFC mojo. You know, of course, uh, I guess Dariush was the, uh, was the risky bet there, you know, of course. But uh, the other bets, I don't know, man. Like, okay, though, I did, I did win the one for, for uh, $3, you know, betting 10 to win $3 against, uh, against, uh, what's his face? 41-year-old. 41-year-old, uh, why can't I remember his name right now? Uh, I can see his face. I can see his ugly face right now. Oh, you guys know who I'm talking about. If you don't, if you don't know, just, uh, go back to the podcast yesterday. Uh, uh, God, okay, this is pissing me off now. God, I feel like such an old, I'm, 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 I feel like Joe Biden right now. God, I can't remember anything. Can't remember where I am anymore. Clay Guida, that's his name, Clay Guida. Yeah. Oh, God, man. Dude, I really am, like, losing my... Losing my recall and my memory as I get older here. Oh, God, I'm so old. I'm an old man. You know, anyway, um, Joachim Silva uh, beat Clay Guida, but he didn't. Clay Guida put up a pretty decent fight there, you know, for being a 41-year-old man. That guy's on some super steroids, huh? That guy's on some super steroids, huh? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he just, he just got that go-head DNA, too. He's got that cardio. Uh, so, yeah, that was the only one I won. That was a... He was a... He was a minus 300, so I only got three bucks. And then, of course, we had Sean Brady for his fat boy, Calvin Gaslam. Calvin Gaslam uh, sucks ass at wrestling, apparently. And uh, I guess I should have known that. I mean, now that I think about it, like, he's always had trouble with wrestlers. And when he went up to 185, like, he only he only kind of faced strikers. He didn't really face any wrestlers, you know? And he always his losses were always, like, to wrestlers and submissions. Like, okay, he barely beat Chris Curtis. A lot of people thought Chris Curtis won that fight. And then, gosh, he lost to Cannoneer. He's not a wrestler. He lost to Robert Whitaker. He's not a wrestler. He beat Ian Heinish, who's, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. He lost to Jack Herman's son, which uh, he's also a wrestler submission guy. You know? He uh, lost to Darren Till, who doesn't wrestle at all. He lost to Adesanya, who doesn't wrestle at all. Uh, yeah, so I guess Kelvin Gaslam never really faced any wrestlers. You know, he lost to Chris Weidman, who's a wrestler. So uh, I guess it's over for him, Kelvin Gaslam. You uh, you suck, bro. You got nothing left. 
I don't know. He, I guess he just had a terrible game plan going on Sean Brady. He was like trying to kick. He's like trying to kick him. And it's like, hey, dude, you can't kick unless you can wrestle. What are you doing? Sean Brady is a super good wrestler. You know, you can't kick someone who's much better wrestling than you. You know, you got to uh, you got to uh, work on your takedown defense. Don't be kicking. Maybe do so some. I don't know. He just his footwork was terrible. He just looked fucking terrible, man. Never looked so bad. I don't know. His career is over. Calvin Gaslam, you can go back to eating Mama's Chalupas because your fighting career is over, all right? You went back down to 170. You stopped eating Mama's Chalupas, but you never learned how to wrestle. Your game plan was terrible. Uh, yeah, he couldn't knock out Sean Brady, who got knocked out by Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> but I guess, you know, Bilal Muhammad was able to strike with him because Bilal Muhammad's wrestling is very good, you know? So, you know, both guys are both guys are good wrestlers. It depends on the striking there, so... uh you know, that's, I guess, why Bilal Muhammad was able to knock him out there. But, yeah, I don't know, Kelvin Gaslam, he's... He definitely should have won that fight, but he uh, he lost. He lost 10 bucks down the drain. And then, of course, we had Rob Comic Sans Fonts versus Davison Figueredo. Him, too. Like, uh, he has such a big reach advantage. Like, he wasn't jabbing. Like, every time he tried to jab Figueredo, Figueredo would also jab him back. And it's like, hey, dude, how are you getting jabbed? Every time you jab... Figueredo's also jabbing you, but you have a three-inch reach advantage. Like, how are you getting jabbed? And so that was that was frustrating for me to watch. It's like, dude, stop getting, stop getting. Yeah, Figueredo's just counter-striking was much better. And Fig, I mean, Figueredo's. I mean, he was he was he looks like Rob Font looked way bigger. And Figueredo's size is definitely small for the division, but his power, he's still got power, man. He was hitting Rob Font with some with some bombs. Rob Font was yeah, that was. I think in the third round there, Rob Font took a big hit, and he was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. So, uh, that was disappointing. That was disappointing for me. Uh, Rob Font, uh, I don't know. He's got those long-ass arms. Felt like his jabbing should have been much better. Of course, Figueredo's also been also uh, been working with uh, Henry Cejudo, so his wrestling's gotten a lot better. So he, he used a lot of wrestling against Rob Comics and Font, but... Uh, that was frustrating to watch uh, Rob Font like not not be able to jab someone that he has a three inch reach advantage. Oh, then of course we had Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> of course everyone saw everyone saw uh, the ref uh, decided not to stop the fight and just let Bobby Green die, even though he was knocked out. He was clearly knocked out, and the ref's like, "Well, well, he's still covering his head, so he's sort of he's not he's only ninety nine percent unconscious." So I'll just get let I'll, I'll just let Jen Turner uh, throw a couple more huge bombs there until Bobby Green uh, gets knocked out again. There, you know. So, um, you know, a lot of people are saying it was the worst. It was the worst ever. I mean, uh, it was pretty bad, but I wouldn't say it was the worst ever. I've have seen some bad ones, like uh, Piotr Jan versus uh, Aldo. Oh god, that was that was bad. God, even Jan for like a minute he was just beating on. I think it was like three minutes straight. He was beating on. Aldo's face, and like for the last minute there, he's looking at the ref, and he's like, "Are you gonna stop this?" And he just keeps beating on Aldo's face. He's like, "Come on, he's not, he hasn't, he hasn't moved for two minutes. You want me to really beat on his face for another minute here?" That was pretty bad. Then of course we had uh, Chris Weidman versus uh, versus uh, versus uh, Luke Rockhold. That was also quite bad. That should have been stopped much earlier. I mean, that that basically ruined Chris Weidman's career, basically, because uh, Herb Dean, best in the business, decided to let it go. Uh, I don't know about that one. So, uh, yeah, anyway. 
feel bad for Bobby Green, man. That's uh, that was some serious concussions. He didn't need you know anyway, but uh, he definitely had Jalen Turner definitely uh, definitely uh, should have won that fight. Yeah, of course we had uh, Darius versus Armin Tarukin, and um, of course lost that one. That that was a risky bet, but um, uh, yeah, at the very beginning of that fight, you know, Darius was throwing the kick there. He hit him with a couple kicks there, body kicks, and I was like, yeah, right. That's Darius's bread and butter, body kicks, because it's wrestling. You know, Sarukian, uh, to, you know, I, I mean, the fight didn't go on long enough for them to actually wrestle, but uh, yeah, Dariush's uh, boxing defense once again lost him in the fight there. You know, when I, I when I first saw it, of course, same with everyone, we, we thought he got knocked out by that knee, but the knee kind of barely grazed him, and then Armin Sarukian he just throws this hook with one leg. He's on one leg with his knee still in the air. He throws a hook, hits Dariush in the jaw there, knocks him out. Like I don't know. I feel like that hook didn't have too much, couldn't not have had that much power if he's standing on one leg. I feel like Darius's chin is just gone now, man. After he got knocked out, I mean he's been knocked out like all of his losses, all of Darius's losses are like knockout losses, you know. So yeah, he got knocked out by Oliveira. Uh, or there's other losses. He went on an eight-fight winning streak, but um, his losses back in the day, yeah, he got knocked out by Alexander Hernandez. That was. Five years ago in 2018, but I don't know if maybe in sparring he uh, got some concussions there. But I, I feel like his chin, I feel like Darius's chin is just gone, man. To be knocked out by that, or maybe Tarukian's just that strong. I don't know. I feel I don't know. I feel like you can't really generate that much power on one leg after you threw a knee, you know. So I feel like I feel like Darius's chin is just gone. So that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate, mostly because I lost my money. I don't really care about his career, but I just care about my 10 bucks that I lost. So it sucks for Darius. Benil Gadush Darius. Jesus didn't help you this time. I guess it looks like Allah is more powerful than Jesus. I'm converting to Islam. I'm converting to Islam. Uh, is Sarukin, is he, is, is he even Islam? I don't know. I feel like he's from uh, he's Armenian Russian. He's Armenian Russian, so I don't know. I don't know if he's Islam, if he's uh, Muslim or not. Oh, Armenian, Arme- Armenian people are they Muslim? I don't even know. Armenia, Armenians, Armenian religion. Let's check. Before Christianity, Armenians adhered to the Armenian Indo-European native religion, a type of indigenous polytheism that predated the Uratu period which subsequently adopted several Greco-Roman and Iranian religious characteristics. They have Greco-Roman religious? Man, I guess that's why they're so good at wrestling, huh? They're wrestling gods, Greco-Roman. Okay, in 301 AD, Armenia adopted Christianity as a state religion, the first to do so. Okay, so I guess Armenians are uh, Catholic Christians. They believe in Jesus. The history of the Jews in Armenia. I'm not clicking on that article. Definitely not doing that. Definitely not. Anyway, um... I guess don't don't listen to my UFC picks because I've just been sucking. I've just been sucking balls. Of course, ne- you know next week we got uh, Song and Dong. He should definitely win that one. Anthony Smith. He should definitely lose that one. Uh, Brad Hackbarast, the clone of Kelvin Gaslam. He also kind of sucks. Anyway, uh, let's see what else we got going on here. What else we got going on here? Okay, yeah, last night I had a little set at the Tokyo Comedy Bar. You know, we only had uh, we only had uh, four people in the audience, but uh, it's got they they were like 
the best audience I've ever had. I couldn't, like three of them, three of them were what we call laughers, you know, they were just laughing at everything. And like these huge belly laughs too, not just like chuckles and giggles. They were like, oh, <laughs> you know, laugh out. They were ruffle, they were ruffle mayoing, you know. Oh, it was a great feeling, man. It was great, you know. I mean, it's not like I performed. I mean, every every comic was getting laughs, you know. They were just laughing at everything, man. But, uh, oh, it's such a great feeling, you know. I mean, they were making me laugh too, you know. Like I've done this set a hundred times, so it doesn't, doesn't make me laugh anymore. But their laughter, you know, laughter is contagious. They were making me laugh, so. Oh, it's, it's just a good feeling, you know, when you can make people laugh. And then you laugh, and it's just like, oh, oh everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could do that. I wish I, uh, you know, I, I have a couple friends that are laughers, you know. A couple friends that just kind of laugh at everything. But I can't, I don't really do that, you know. It's very difficult for me to laugh, actually. Uh, especially when I'm listening to jokes, because I don't really, when I listen to jokes, I don't, I'm always analyzing them, you know, so, uh, uh, my mind is, uh, my mind is analyzing the joke and not actually just, like, thinking about the joke, just being a silly goose, you know, so, uh, it's very difficult for me to laugh when I listen to other people's jokes. Unless I'm drunk, you know, unless I'm drunk, because then I stop analyzing and just kind of enjoy myself, and I'm just like, oh, he said pussy, <laughs> he said penis, <laughs> Anyway, I got a, I got a roast battle on Saturday, I got a roast, uh, I got a roast England, the UK. Uh, I guess on the poster it says I'm roasting England, but I, most of my jokes I wrote about the UK, because, uh, you know, who gives a shit, same country anyway, right? And, uh, yeah, I guess they're coming along, I guess they're coming along, I guess they're alright, you know? You guys got any roast in the UK? What can we say? Most of my jokes are about Prince Andrew, um, Prince Andrew and, uh, colonialism, and, uh, I don't know, I guess British people just being ugly in general. Uh, you know how many supermodels came out of the UK? I don't know. I can't name any. It's like they're the most beautiful people are what? Like Elizabeth Hurley? I guess she is pretty hot, actually. But, uh, who's a, who's a, like, a, you know, everyone's like Princess Diana was being, I don't know, Princess Diana, I give her like a, I don't know, six? I give her like a six, you know? She's all right. I mean, I don't know about that short haircut. I mean, maybe she had longer hair, you know? Long hair is attractive, kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kind of remind, yeah, last night at Tokyo Comedy Bar, like, uh, after my set's over and the open mic's going on, I was hanging out with the other comedians talking, like, this girl walks in, she looks like she's drunk or something, she's got, like, tattoos on her face. There's a girl, she got, she got these, she got these, like, uh, tribal tattoos on her face, I was like, holy shit, dude, what did your dad do to you? You got, you got tribal tattoos on your face. Uh, so anyway, I hope she had a fun night, you know, I don't think she knew where she was. She she seemed like really drunk or on drugs or something, or maybe she's just fucking crazy. But like, her English wasn't very good either. You know, she was, uh, anyway. She had tattoos on her face. That's all I can remember. Uh, don't get tattoos on your face, kids. That's a that's a mistake. That's a that's a mistake. Uh, what else can we talk? About? Oh yeah, okay. One more thing there. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, I don't know if you guys are watching the gold price. If you're following the gold price, as I as I follow the gold price, um, on Friday gold uh, closed its highest ever. You know, of course the uh, the previous high price for gold was like uh, 2085 or something like that, but it never actually closed that high. You know, I think the highest close was like 230 or something. You know, so uh, gold had its highest close ever at like 273 or something. So it closed on Friday, 2073 is highest close ever. Then on Monday, Monday when the markets opened in Asia. It shot up 
It shot up to 2146 so about $70 increase to its highest traded price ever, 2146 Monday morning in Asia, and then took a giant diarrhea dump the rest of the day. By the time it closed in America, it was down to 2030 so it dumped $110 in a 24-hour period. The same 24-hour period, it hit a new all-time record high. It dumped $110, so I think, uh, I don't know, maybe some... Uh, some traders are uh, shorting it, you know, because it just reached, they had, the, they had the algos. As soon as it reaches all-time record high, just start shorting it. And, of course, all the central banks around the world uh, definitely don't want the gold price to go up. So they're doing all they can. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's gonna, definitely going to break out. You know, of course, gold just had a quadruple a quadruple top. You know, they say triple tops never hold. Almost never hold, like, less than 1% of the time. If, uh, if a stock triple tops, it's going higher. And, uh... Well, last time gold triple topped, it, it didn't go higher. It fell back down. So that was like a 1% chance for that to happen. And then, and then gold uh, quadruple topped last week, which probably never happens. Probably statistically almost never happens. And uh, yeah, so then it went up on Monday. So I, I don't know if you like, I feel like it's definitely got to go. I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been uh, 12 years now. It's been 12 years now that uh, <laughs> been waiting. Never should have gone down in 2011. Never should have gone down in 2020. So it definitely shouldn't. It definitely should not go down. But uh, somehow it magically does. Somehow it magically does. Of course, a lot of people are buying uh, cryptocurrency for some reason because they're fucking retarded. I don't know what's wrong with people. Why would you ever buy? Why would you ever buy nothing? You know, a lot of people still don't understand it about cryptocurrency. Is like they're like, oh, Bitcoin. There's only 21 million of them. It's like no, there's there's infinite because it's a computer program. You can just write the computer program again. How do you not understand that? How do you not understand that computer programs cannot have a limited supply? Because you just write them again. That's like asking, what's the supply of Romeo and Juliet? That doesn't make any sense, right? Because it's a story. You can just write it again. You know? Just like every computer program, you can copy them infinitely. And you can just, <laughs> you can just physically write them again. Computer programs cannot have a limited supply, and yet so many people in this world are so fucking dumb that uh, the biggest scam of all time is uh, is reaching over $40,000. You know, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.